0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba.
1: I'm on with the Force. The forces with me. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Well, that's have to start somewhere.
0: Welcome to the KyberCast, everybody. This is KyberCast episode number 57, recorded Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I am one of the hosts, and our other host is...
1: And I am Michael Diaz. That's it. No title this week. <laughs> no title this week. Well, it's been kind of a goofy week, uh... And, you
0: know, this is gonna help you decide what it's felt like for me. I need this right now.
1: Oh, you're cracking a beer already, huh? It yeah. is. It is uh I usually ha- don't tonight. drink
0: any you know, but I'm I'm having a beer tonight and I'm having it while we do this show just to That's because.
1: It's uh should I should I plug who it is? No. I won't do that. Just pretend it's the eighties and it's just a generic beer. <laughs> I, you know what? It's it's not a big company, it's a local. It's a local beer.
0: Yeah, we're a local podcast so pimp them all right Well, so i'm 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 uh, drinking perrin and it's the low rise uh it's a ipa crisp easy drinking ipa it's really good really really good summer beer you heard me until you said ipa it's really light though i, I it's it's like uh i don't know i like it anyways that makes me feel better This is uh, episode number 57. I think that's funny, too, because this is going to be kind of like the Heinz 57 of episodes. we got a mixture of stuff to really talk about. Um, Nothing huge, nothing grand, but a lot of nice little things. Um, And I'm going to let you start, Michael, other than, like, how was your week and how's things going with you?
1: My week was good. I mean, you're right. It is kind of weird. There's a bunch of stuff. Like, we got a bunch of news this past week, which we'll touch on some of that, but it's kind of weird in that it's the weekend after comic-con yeah but like everything else this year 2020 it's just not the same and for obvious reasons but comic-con i don't know i i know you didn't really watch anything i, um, I
0: just didn't have time to- but I, I think you know what it wasn't marketed right you know i didn't get a lot of things like here see this or from panels like i didn't get anything and i signed up and i was like i don't know i just didn't get the right messaging i think they didn't think it through on some of them i think some some places really created an experience and we may talk to somebody who's helped create one of those experiences uh, for comic-con for a a national system that i will talk about uh, when it happens um but i didn't uh you know like I didn't get anything from Marvel saying, you know, check out this and do that and be part of it. And I think, well, they, I think, they, I think they all missed the boat, man. I think they all, all missed they, the boat. They
1: could, all the big publishers didn't even show. They, they're like, we're going to do
0: our own thing. Well, then why have conferences anymore? Because what no, nobody wants to tune into 50 different days. I think it's I, nice to have everybody in one. I agree.
1: I agree. Years and years ago, I used to go to Wizard World Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I went for the longest time. I loved it. Now, part of it was an excuse to go see my friend who used to work in the catalog book industry. Um, he now owns his own shop. Oh, we, we uh, I don't even know why I'm being subtle. We interviewed yeah, his I'm one show, Mike Ring. We did. Bridge City yes. Comics. Shout out. But this is the 15th anniversary of Bridge City, so it was 20 years ago I did this. We had a riot. Loved it, but I missed it. Like one year, I missed it because they they had to do it in a different month, and then one year I was getting married, so I couldn't go. And it was the same weekend. And then like so, I missed it for a couple of years, and I went back after that. And Marvel had pulled out, and DC had pulled out, or maybe one of the other had pulled out, and it was just with all the big publishers. Mm -hmm. It really kind of kills it. What's the, what's the point of a comic con if you don't have the big two publishers, right?
0: Yeah. They all want their own shows, you know, they just want, um, just want their own, their own spotlight. And I think that they, they don't learn that when you work together. Actually all boats rise, right. With a tide. Like it's better when they're together because you're getting people geeked up on it. And you're going to have your Marvel faction, your DZ faction, and they'll all be there or whatever, you know, and everything that comic con brings. Um, obviously Star Wars didn't do anything. Uh, they peripherally mentioned a few things that we might talk about tonight, but it wasn't like any,
1: any big deal like they used to, um, right. Well, it's like you said, everyone, everyone now, you know, if they don't have Comic-Con, which this trend started well before the COVID, you know, plague year, right. but you know, a lot of Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Now they wait for D23. Right. It's all. You know, it's all. Like I understand the Disney one; they, they have <laughs>
0: multiple, multiple things. But Comic Con means something. You, you, you're walking away from your roots. You know your, um, your your greatest fans that brought the everything to it. You know there was also um, a bunch of video. It was what a bunch of video game announcements this week with Microsoft and Sony and all that stuff too. But they don't even do. Uh, they didn't even do a lot of the E3 stuff this year. You know so. I think right. they're missing I think they're all missing think I think they're all missing a boat when they had everybody basically captured at home. You know? They had a ton of people captured at home and they could have they could have pushed it a little further and you know if they told me you're gonna get access to all these live panels and you pay ten bucks, I'll pay ten bucks. You know? We could generate money that way if they needed to.
1: Yeah, you make a good point. I, I've seen discussion online of people saying the same thing, you know. If, they charged eight ten bucks, so there's a lot of people that would pay it.
0: You know, there, are, you know, this, I don't know.
1: Right, this this is an off topic
0: uh, already. Here we are, I mean, it's in. But like, I was thinking, you know, why didn't they pick a streaming platform? And like, Comic Con will be brought to you by Netflix, and you can watch daily updates. Maybe not live, but maybe the day after, or. Uh, which reminds me as well is that there used to be a channel called G4 that used to do those things, and now that actual channel is coming back. Believe it or not, I just saw something about that. Really? Um, but I think it would it would have been cool if they would have had like uh, a streaming partner, you know, whether it was Twitch or something, you know.
1: I agree, but then again, all these big companies are now owned by other big companies. So, like a lot of the stuff I saw was because. CBS All Access put it on YouTube, so I saw a lot of the Star Trek stuff. Right, but, you know they may have, but you had to go search it. Right, some was pretty easy to find, but some of it, yeah, I had to search, and that's what I did. And you know, I've never actually been to the physical San Diego Comic Con; it's a pipe dream of mine. Mine too. Maybe somebody can sponsor us when that would be awesome. COVID's gone. <laughs> You know, I kind of did the math one year because, like I said, for a good five, ten years, I went to the Chicago Con because mm-hmm. I could drive there. Now, it helped that I have friends that live in Chicago, so I usually crashed with them and made a whole weekend of it where we'd geek out and do Chicago things, go out and have good food, go to bars, that kind of stuff. Yep. But um I did the math once, and I'm like, well, I spend a fair amount of money when I went to the Comic Cons in Chicago. And I thought, well... Just to get out there, to fly and get a hotel room, if you can even get a ticket to the con, then if you can get a room, you're going to drop a couple grand just to get there. easy. Easy. And then one nice thing about Chicago, at least, was because I went to a friend's house or something every night, yeah, I might buy a bunch of shit, but I only have to lug it in my bag long enough to get it to where I was staying, and then it stayed there until I was done for the weekend. So what do I do in San Diego? ship it all home right Right. so i'd love to go it's just it's too hard to get tickets it's too hard to get a room and it's just expensive that said still a pipe dream of mine
0: it could happen one day so what did you okay so you mentioned uh you watched the some of the cbs and star trek one so that's a good place to begin um we've got discovery season three starting what do you, what's your take? Which I, I haven't looked at any of it. I haven't even watched a preview. You haven't seen anything? Like none of the trailers or anything they've put out over the last year? Like no, I haven't. A few I haven't really. I haven't really looked
1: at it, no. Um, <laughs> the, the funny thing, so they really didn't go much about what season three is going to be during the con panels. It was more, I mean, they did a table read of season two, like the first mm-hmm. act uh, from the finale, and that was fun to watch. But they're very kind of light on what's coming up on season three. I, I think there's a big mystery, and they just She's don't want. She's got new haircuts, right? She's got new hair. She's got a different haircut, so. So really, we don't know anything. Know much more about season three, about what they've already leaked or already debuted, which is, it's in some nine hundred years in the future. The Federation is not what it once was. In fact, uh, this, they show the flag of the Federation and. Where it had all these dots and stars all around it is down. How like in the four future?
0: Nine hundred
1: years. years. What is that in comparison to Picard? Uh, about eight hundred years. So it's past Picard. Hundred years. Uh, past Picard, like eight hundred years. Okay. then I remember, Next Generation took place seventy-four years after the end of the original series.
0: Oh, said it. I didn't even
1: know that. So Picard's another twenty years on top of that, that's ninety-four. And uh Discovery takes place ten years before the original series. So around hundred ish years. Gotcha. And it goes so, nine hundred years? And they went forward about nine hundred something, maybe nine thirty. I don't remember exactly the number, but it's about uh, I, I 900 thought I saw years. a headline that I thought it's a headline there could be a crossover somewhere, so I thought maybe it was Picard. I'd... There could be. They're, well they've only so they're established a long time ago. With, there's Section 31, and I, well, let's, let's not even go into that. Going as far back as the original series, you know, the original series was able to go back in time. Remember there's the episode where they go back in time, and I think Kirk falls in love with this woman, and he wants to make a life with her, but then realizes if he, she's going to die, she's going to get killed in a car wreck, and it's one of those um, uh, Butterfly Wing episodes. Like a or you know Butterfly you know, like the chaos theory and all that stuff where if she dies like this car hits her or something like that and kills her then you know World War II happens and then blah 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 and then you know, the allies win and he realizes somehow he's convinced I don't remember it's been forever since I've seen the episode but if she survives and he has a life with her and he's in love for whatever reason you know the Nazis win and that changes all history so he has to let her die Right. the point is time travel has been part of star trek since the 1960s
0: right
1: so i mean and then we saw what in what uh when they went back and you know with the whales and they came back to the 20th century and right and obviously star trek first contact they went back in time so
0: yeah it's not possible
1: right i'm all of it also i don't know did you ever watch voyager or anything Okay. Well, <laughs> there's a season in Voyager where they ended up going back in time to present-day Earth. And they end the episode, and there's the Starfleet has a whole whole section of ships that are just patrolling the time stream. In fact, mm-hmm. the Enterprise J is a time ship. So, a lot of things, is basically, yes, a crossover is somehow possible very easily in Star Trek when it comes to time travel.
0: So what What about this next season intrigues you since you've seen, you didn't get much, you said, right?
1: Well, what intrigues me is that, so I, there's so much unknown, and that's what I like about Star Trek because there are aspects of Star Trek, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the spaceships, I like space battles. I fully admit, I really didn't get into Deep Space Nine until Worf showed up, and that was during the Klingon War. So, yeah, I I admit I like ship battles. I like the action. But there are also the quieter episodes that we saw more of in the original series, that we saw in Next Generation, that are just like standalone stories about exploration and, you know, first contact and stuff like that, and literally voyaging into the unknown.
0: Right.
1: So, that's what we're going to get with season three. I think we're going to get closer to the roots. And, you know, going so far into the future, anything's possible. And I like that.
0: I mean, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I hope it picks up, you know, does pretty well. It was a little taxing towards the end of season two for me of certain things. Um, So I hope they uh, branch out and do some fun, interesting things, different characters maybe in there's some things you have to explain, right? Spore drives and all that fun stuff.
1: Well, that's the thing. So that's why that's what's cool is that because there were two spore drive ships, the Discovery is one. The other one was destroyed. So them launching into the future, they took their technology with them. So that's why we haven't seen a spore drive since. Right. It will be interesting. But, yeah, that's what I like about it is that there's so much unknown and they can literally do anything. And it will also be interesting because you know, in the original Star Trek, the Enterprise, yeah, it was a flagship, but it wasn't the biggest, baddest, most powerful ship there was. It was just one of the most well-known ships, right? Right. But that by the time you get to next generation, I mean, the galaxy class is huge, and then that one gets destroyed, and they build instead a sovereign class, the Enterprise E, which is also meant to take on the Borg. It's more warship than previous enterprises had been so it was the biggest baddest ship in the fleet it was the flagship of the fleet discovery i mean they're in a ship of 900 year old technology what are they flying into what are they i mean it's not going to be like they can fly up and just kick everyone's ass right so i found that aspect interesting
0: yeah it could be cool and then you also saw a first look of the lower decks. I didn't you gave me a nice link and I haven't had a chance to <laughs> watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just kind of gave us a first look. Um
0: you know we talked about it last them? week. That's why we talked about it last week and I'm just not impressed. I have no desire. I'm not gonna spend a second watching it. So really,
1: you're not gonna watch it at all. No. See the teaser we saw last week, it was funny and obviously there's gonna be some comedic elements. I'm okay with that. I don't think it has to be straight, straight. Star Trek, you know, science and exploration and all that. And I'm okay with that. But what they showed with their sneak peek, it was, you know, a good couple minutes and kind of gives you some background and I don't know. it's They're obviously doing stuff they can't do because it's animated, but there is a little bit of that, I don't want to say Rick and Morty flavor to it. I don't know that you yep. watch that or not. But no. But I, know, I know like it. What's that?
0: I know people like it. It's a good show. Five minutes. There's only so much time. And I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to put it into Star Trek bad animation. Ain't going to (laughs)
1: happen. I bet you're going to rewatch Star Wars movies and TV shows. I would
0: totally totally rewatch all of Clone Wars and Rebels, way over any of Rick and Morty go to Star Trek.
1: Well, you know, that's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do with this. It could be complete shit. But I'll always give it a look. And if it sucks, it sucks. I don't have to watch it again. But I'll give it a shot. I have to admit, I'm, I'm not nearly as interested in this as I am uh, Season 3 Discovery, which I don't even know if I mentioned. We, it, this premieres on October 15th, in case we didn't say that already. So it is coming out. There's no COVID delay. It's going to happen. No, nope. nope. cool. They had filmed... A, filmed Almost, I believe they had filmed everything. They were just doing all the special effects, which took more time. Right. I'm definitely going to watch it. No no problem. I, I can't wait for that,
0: that season three to watch. I mean, I, I loved Picard. I, I think this would be good. I like, you know, I think it's good. Hopefully it gets better. That's all. Hopefully they get better with the season and don't mail anything in and just like continue to listen. I'm going to be critical with everybody's going to be uber critical with season two of Mandalorian, right? Like now you got to top what you did. So, um, you can't mail it in. They can't mail in season two of Mandalorian, so it's always got to get better. So does this. So does so does Star Trek. You can't just go through the motions. Otherwise, you know, people will walk away.
1: I agree 100%. So I won't say much more about Lower Decks. I'm mildly interested. I'll check it out. But mm-hmm. I would not. I wouldn't subscribe to CBS All Access just for that. I'll tell you that.
0: No. No, no. I, I would tell everybody to just go watch the Peacock for free and start watching Battlestar Galactica because that is good.
1: <laughs> well I'm glad you like at Battlestar.
0: And it costs right. nothing, right? It costs me nothing, which helps. <laughs> you know. Right. But but it, but it's a good show. I mean I could, like we like we talked about last week, I might have to go back into it, but um or two weeks ago, sorry, no, last week. Uh anyways, it's it's definitely worth the price. And it's all there for you and it's you know, one commercial or so, totally fine with that. It's what it's what uh, it's what a old network company should do. Like I said before, give it away. People will stream it when they want. You'll get your commercials. You'll get your audience. Then once in a while, you'll throw a premium on there. Maybe you might get it. You might get a something here or there. You know, because I really I wouldn't mind watching on Peacock. They have Brave New World with Alden uh, Alden Elroy. or El How do you say his name? The guy who played Solo. Han Solo. Oh yeah. So there's a there's a show called Brave New World based off the book, and I'd love to watch it, but I'm not going to pay for just that show.
1: Oh, that's one of the ones you have to behind the paywall.
0: Yeah, they give you the first one free, like you know the crack. Right.
1: I'm gonna watch it. No.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: not paying for that.
0: There's too much. There's too much. to Be Nickel and Dime. We we asked for this as as. Consumers, we ask for this, and people don't really look at the long term thing. Like, there's a reason you get all these channels on cable TV. There's there's contracts on being shown in x amount of houses, which brings commercials, which allows you to have these shows for free on television. Like your TBSs and that kind of stuff, right? Your FX and yep. those kind of channels, right? Yep. Everybody wanted to be. Everybody wanted it to be broken apart in this whole cut the cord bullshit, because you're not cutting any cord. You're still getting your internet through your cable company. So stop it you're not cutting any cord. And now what you've got is a mess of television right now. Like it is a disaster in my opinion. Like if I got to figure out like, Oh, what is uh, Seinfeld on? Well, wasn't it on Hulu? Now it's over here. Maybe it's a Peacock and no friends is on HBO max because they bought this license for that. So I can't watch friends on Peacock, which was on NBC anyways, but I can't watch that. And now you don't even know where to find shit, you know, exactly. and then search and then searching these streaming things all suck. Cause you, you get, you know, um information overload uh, overload and you get you get paralysis because there's so much there to choose from you know so it's like you don't even know what to to do you just quit you know so no nobody's doing it right and and everything's disparate everything's far and now you don't you don't you have to pay attention to so much where cable kind of did that for you you know, I don't know. That's, that's a right idea.
1: Thing that came out of nowhere Oh, no, I, I hear you, but the thing is, too, with cable, you know, you got some of those channels with the good stuff because you also got the Lost Leader channels where yeah. nobody watched them. Yeah, but that's fine. It's not, it doesn't bother me. You don't have to go to those channels. True, true. There is that. Anyways, uh, the boys. Amazon, streaming. Yeah, I've
0: seen that. Uh, it is renewed for Season 3, and I've uh, obviously Season 2 We can, Neither one of us can wait for that. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be no... No, uh, no delays with COVID. I'm assuming.
1: No, no, they are you on? that's coming out what, September 4th or something.
0: Yeah, I did see today on um, Twitter that in season three we might see Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that's because uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan tweeted um, "Love at the." I got this pulled up. "Love at the Boys TV." Can't wait for season two. Um, and he mentions like Carl Urban and, and Anthony Starr, uh, he says, I'll go play with that gang anytime, you know? And then Eric Kripke, who is the, I think he's the showrunner and stuff for the show. He's um, one of the
1: producers, I think, isn't he?
0: Yeah. He said, thanks, Jeffrey D. Morgan, for spreading the Boys gospel. I'll make you a deal. Season three, I'll write it. And if you're available, come shoot it. Thanks for the love. So, and they've worked, and they've worked together, uh, quite a lot through Supernatural and stuff like that and, and it's 15 years of running so um, and if you remember like the original Watchmen movie Jeffrey D. Morgan played the um, comedian the comedian yep so he's great Jeffrey D. Morgan's awesome he would be a great addition to this show uh, in season 3 and whatever they would do because he saved a little bit of Walking Dead uh, that might have been the best season ever was with with Negan I agree Walking Dead I and then after, after that, it's kind of like, man, just waiting for it to finish now. I mean, I'm going to watch <laughs> it because I spent so much time, but I'm waiting for it to end. So speaking of Walking Dead, do you think that's a, uh, they're going to put a color version of the comic book out? Talk about a cash-in, huh?
1: Yeah, I made an allusion to that on our website. Yeah, you wow. did. It's a total, total Lucas move right there. Well, what do you mean it's a Lucas move? Oh, please. So like
0: in what, what term, like in what way, like what way? So uh, like the, okay. like the uh, special editions kind of thing.
1: He did the special editions. Okay. Then, no, I just want to know where you're coming from. I, I get it then. Yeah. He did the special editions and then he said, these are the versions of star Wars. Now you will never see the archival of versions. You'll never see the original versions again. Oh, is he playing right. that
0: card? Is he playing huh?
1: that card? He, You'll yeah. never see the black and whites again. Yeah. He's playing that card. I didn't read into it. I just saw it as I go. Like, oh. No, no, no. So here's... No, this is what I'm saying. They'll soon do the black and whites because they sell, okay? Walking Dead, they got to the point where they're going to do one more of those phone book collections. I have the first three. The fourth one will... Collect. Yeah, we, 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 we have them too. Okay. Well, that'll be the entire series and I'll have it and I'll love it. But... Now they're saying uh, starting what this fall, they're going to start releasing them every issue again every other week in color, which right. is fine. But this time they said we're going to release them bi weekly in color, but every issue is going to have like, you know, a director's cut with additional stuff. Okay, that's fine. Ah. Trying to get people to buy the issue again. Mm-hmm. But they've come out and said we're not going to collect the colored issues. And I call bullshit. Right what do you there. mean they're not going to collect? So you know how? So the single issues right now, the black and whites, they collected them in oh, trade first, right?
0: They're, they're not going to put. They're not going to put them in a trade, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. For now. That's what they're saying. Bullshit. They totally are. They're For Lucasing course. you.
0: They'll, they'll wait till you know five years or so after everything's gone and say, "Oh, here's a special edition. Special edition."
1: Well, it's it. going to take some time because what you know there's so hot when... I forget how many years worth of comics they've put out, but, you know, yes, it'll come out in half the time because of bi-weekly issues, but still. Yeah. Here's one thing, too, is I, I'll, here's where I'll give them some credit, maybe, or I can see the bright side of this,
0: right? If you're someone who came to the show, not from the comics, right, and you want an opportunity to get into the get-go when something starts and you can read them from the get-go and have that weekly thing and see how it's different from the show and it's a good way to get people into comics that maybe not necessarily are into comics. If they do it right, if they really grab the fans, you know?
1: So that could be fun. I just, I mean, it's fine. I, I have nothing against seeing the colored versions. I prefer colored versions, but at this point, I'm three quarters into the collection, all black and white. I'm not going to start over now. No, no, no. So, no. But like I said, it's a total Lucasfilm thing to do. It is. Because totally it. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. But, uh, but, but uh, can I give you one thing about the Lucas thing,
0: just so right. you know? Right. Well, look at look at it this way. He was the independent filmmaker. He used those reissues of the Star Wars movies to fund this, the prequels. So it wasn't like I he asked. That. So, that, I mean, that's at least he did something with that money rather than just take it. <laughs> you know, here's, what I mean? my,
1: here's what I call Here's the Lucas issue. Okay. I have no problem that he did the, you know, the special editions. I like them. I went and saw them in the theater. I'm okay with that. But when he first released them on DVDs, like this is it. You're getting the special editions. Nothing else. Right. You will never uh-huh. see the original versions of Star Wars again. So I bought into that and paid. However, I mean, it was years ago. So I paid by a good chunk of change to get all of them on DVD. Yeah. But then. Like he does a few years later, he's like, I'm re releasing them all again, but this time, two discs. You get the one disc with special edition, and the other disc is the archival edition. I was like, fuck you, I'm done. I will never yeah. buy Star Wars ever again. And I have not Yeah, I have. <laughs> I got the blu I, I have the original, I have the first two trilogies on Blu-ray. I did not pay for them. I got them as a gift. I will not buy That's them. That's
0: fine. There you go. All right. You crusty old man. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's good. That, that Taking it all back, the boys is renewed for season three. So good for them. I hope they care. I, again, this is another one thing. See, You know, the sophomore, the sophomore album, the sophomore, you know, concert or whatever. Let's hope season two really pushes that story forward and uh, takes us to some cool spots because – the boys is simply one of the best things we've seen right, in the last couple of years. It's just perfect.
1: Oh, it is. Did you see, did you, or like you said, you, haven't, you didn't watch anything from Comic-Con, but they did release about a minute of footage from an episode. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Was it but good? I won't see anything more. It's fantastic. It's exactly what you want from right. the boys.
0: Perfect. I mean, I saw that long preview thing that they did. Where it was a bunch of cuts of things, but is, is this an actual scene from something? It's an actual it? scene.
1: Uh, okay. I'll try and find it and look it up. It's on you. YouTube. They, they've spread it all over. Cool. So, All uh, right. Next bit of news. Uh, well, okay. I hate, I hate bringing this one up because I'm, I'm really not that interested. I don't know. Are you interested in this nether cut? Yeah, very. 100%.
0: Of course I'm, you are. I'm actually, I don't actually, care about it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm interested because um, – well, you didn't see the Justice League, anyways, so you know Me it's too. funny that I'm just saying. If you didn't see it, so um, well, it's need. Do we need to see any of this shit? No, we don't need to see any of this. Um, what we need is a vaccine. That's what we need. Um, she just got
1: real. I know.
0: <laughs> but you know, I I, I just think like I, I will watch pretty much anything once, you know, and I probably might. If you tell me, like, okay, Joe, watch the first episode of the cartoon Star Trek because you think it's really that good and changed your life, I'll probably watch it. It's uh, probably not going to po- change my life. Post your review. I'll let you take that medicine first. But for somebody who's into comics and knows way more than I do and not even to give it a glancery – thats not a word, but you know what I mean. Cursory? Cursory glance. <laughs> Cursory look to the <laughs> <Glancery>. film. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever now. And that not using a, a glancery of Justice League after you've seen Wonder Woman, which is good, and some other DC movies, which are average. I, I just can't believe you didn't. Just because other, other people said this, you stop yourself. That's just a strange thing for me, um, that you let a lot of people like decide for you, rather than you watch something and uh, make your own decision.
1: So I did watch something. I watched Man of Steel, and it's not a Superman movie. No, it's a different take. It's a different take. So it doesn't mean I'm going
0: to watch them. Um, I'm looking forward to the Justice Because there's some interesting things that he's done with the characters. Um, I mean, the Joss Whedon one, I mean, by all intents and purposes, was nothing like the script that, that Snyder had. So um, I can tell you, I, when I was a kid, I loved Superman 2, as it was in the theater. But when I got the Richard Donner cut a couple years ago on, on DVD, it blew my mind how much better his cut was. Like night and day better. I don't know that I've actually seen it. I need to see that. It's so much better, and it makes so much more sense because they shot it almost consecutively. Right. And for money and whatever purpose happened, they they took them off the project, and they hacked it together. As a kid, I didn't know. You know, just this stuff happened. But my God, is it so much better. It's so it's it's like watching Lord of the Rings of the time, which I know you don't like, but it was put together much better. So... Knowing that happened back then, I'm really curious. I mean, this is obviously a passion product for, for Snyder. He's not getting paid to do it. He's doing it for HBO Max. And it could be up to four hours long, from what I understand. So it might be a series, maybe. Maybe they have an hour for four weeks. You know, and watch it well, to be fair, he did That's get
1: something. paid for the original film.
0: Uh, well, he never finished it. So I don't know if he got fully paid. I think he got, you know, X amount
1: of pay. Right. Right, right, right.
0: Um, for the work that he did do and shoot, uh, but he's not going to use any of the reshoot stuff. That it tells me there was a lot in the can. If he's got four hours worth of material that, and none of it's going to include weed and stuff,
1: um, that tells well, yeah, me there's a lot. He was also given a fair amount of money. What thirty million dollars to do some reshoots and stuff himself.
0: Uh, well, for some things, yeah, to clean up and, you know, that stuff to produce, right? So, I mean, they're spending money to make it, but I don't know if he's getting, you know, I'm sure maybe he'll get a few dollars, but he didn't take a salary according to what I read anyways. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what what that's going to be. And I, I think, ironically, you're starting to see a, a, during the week some love for Ben Affleck's Batman.
1: <laughs> um, I thought he was a pretty good Batman, to be honest with you. That wasn't his fault. That the Obviously, story- I haven't seen them. Story- but that's all I've heard is that Affleck's Batman was decent. It was decent. Um, I'll tell you, there's a food. lot of de- there's there's actually a lot of good acting in it. It's just
0: you know, even the um, what's his name? Lex Luthor was pretty good. I liked where they were going to go with him. Um, so I don't know. It's just they made really bad decisions in that movie. And but end of the day, I will look forward to this. Um, I get HBO through, I already pay for HBO, so I get HBO max anyways. So it's going to cost me nothing more. So that helps. And we'll see, you know, it could, it could be interesting. It could be one of those things where much like star Wars, what if this streaming thing launched it back into, into good, good side of the fans where they all of a sudden like, wow, maybe, maybe HBO max will get a bunch of streaming series based on this. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And it could be
1: some cool stuff that comes out of it. Um, so I don't know. Obviously, I've seen Superman. Oh, no, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I have not yet watched Batman versus Superman. Have you? Oh yeah, I have it. I own it. Well, so, so do I. Still haven't watched it. Um, should I? Yeah, you should watch it. I mean, okay. it's there's a lot of you'll like it because
0: well, you won't. You're probably not going to like it, but you'll like certain aspects of it because it's drawn from certain comics that you probably know
1: yeah it's obviously taken from uh part of it's taken from you know the dark knight returns it's obvious from the armor very
0: yeah very little though a bit but yes i mean some of the aesthetic is but not storyline
1: no storyline like that Um, have you seen the whedon justice league yeah okay I i don't know i haven't i haven't bothered so I know you haven't. <laughs> Here's my question. Okay, so obviously watch Batman versus Superman. Got it. I will do that. I know there's a director's cut. Should I watch that? Or the original cut? Seen, you know what? I haven't seen the director's cut, so Okay.
0: That so, is
1: answer. Watch Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Got it. I'll do that. But then after I finish, do I wait for the Schneider cut? Is the Whedon version that bad where I shouldn't even bother? Um, you should I bother. Either, should There's I go into the Snyder Cut, though, un, un, untainted? That would be,
0: that would probably, I would like, I, would, I think you should. I think you should, because it'd be interesting to find out if you watch the Snyder Cut and hate it, and then watch the Whedon one and like it. But, the Whedon one, you can tell what's Whedon, because it's very much taken the, a little bit of the route of the Avengers, the way he kind of like does some dialogue. Um, But I gotta tell you, the reason, the parts that I did like in the Whedon thing, or in, in Justice League, or whatever it was called, um, was I got Aquaman, you know, which he's very much like the like the movie, which I which we enjoyed, right? Right, and I one enjoyed of our, one of our, one of our earliest podcasts, and it um, was a mandate, right? Um, <laughs> and I like and, and 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 Wonder Woman's really great in it. And okay. you know what I mean. So those two characters alone, and plus I think the bat, and I think Ben Affleck's Batman is good. So those three really help the film. But there's a lot of problems with it. You know, like the the, the main villain is kind of nothing. It's 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 the same thing. Like we're going to destroy the world. Like you just they just got to get past that kind of stuff. Like the right. same. Like it's really that fallacy of it, and that's the tough thing with comic book things, right? Because what are the stakes? Right. You know, and how big can the stakes get? And how many times can the stakes get that big and that suffer loss? You know what I mean? Right. Um, which, which is why Endgame is so, you know, there was – everything was at stake. And we lost the main protagonist basically, right? He died. It was, there was a loss. And we lost well, Scarlett Like we yeah. Right. You know, so, you know, when you lose – when you win, what do you lose? And what's the, the toll? And, um, you know, when you get into these things um, – pretty good but there's some good banter you know like <laughs> batman's you talk to fish and he goes You wear a bat costume <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> shit like that um <laughs> you know, so, there's,
1: some, there's some good stuff so okay you know we have that new group so i think i'll put that i'm gonna put a poll out to the group and i'll ask i'll ask the listeners well, should yeah, i wait and go see the Schneider cut or not go see, but when it comes out, should I wait till the Schneider cut comes out so I can watch just league as it was supposed to be envisioned? That's the question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I think you should wait. Cause it'd be interesting to find out what he, what your take is after oh. you see the, the Weeden one, but yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what they say. we will do that. Cool. Cool. Um, so you had the, the black suited Batman. That was, but I think there was a lot of. I, they showed a glimpse of it. Then they showed somebody who I saw something else online. Someone gave him the mullet too, like from that comic. Yeah. <laughs> you said black suited
1: Batman. I think S- you meant Superman. Superman.
0: Oh yeah, I meant yeah. Superman. Sorry.
1: But yes, yeah, <laughs> the mullet. That that's funny. That's funny. Yeah,
0: Superman. I think Superman is the hardest character to do nowadays. He's like Captain America. Like, how do you humanize him in a different way? I mean, he's a tough one, and I. I gotta say, I mean, and I've said it many shows. I can't think of a better Superman right now than Henry Cavill. That could play. That could be Superman right now, regardless of Man or Steel, the writing or whatever. But man, he—I think he's a great Superman.
1: I think he's a good Superman, no question. Um, he's no Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. I mean, you it's know. totally different.
0: It's just a yeah. different take. Yeah, but I think he's. I think he's. Um. Yeah, but it's like saying, um, you know, what's what's his name that played Batman and Dark Knight and all that? Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian. That's like saying Christian Bale. Well, he's no Adam West. What the oh, fuck? Man. It's it's totally it's a totally different, totally yeah. different. And I don't think Christopher Reeve could play the Superman that was in Man of Steel. So.
1: People are going to rank him. Chris, you, you can't do a better Superman than Christopher Reeve. For that script and sco- of that
0: time of Superman, no doubt. The best. I mean, I loved it. Still do. I still think of I mean, everybody thinks of Christopher Reeve as Superman. Nothing else, nothing more. Um, but I just said that I think in terms of the way comics are drawn right now and the way Superman is, I think Henry Cavill is fantastic. He's kind of like, it's kind of like saying James Bond. You know, you've got um, Sean Connery. Is basically, you know, Christopher Reeve, right? And then you've got, um, oh, gosh, my brain is dead today. Daniel There's Craig. More. No, I'll fix that. In. I mean, Daniel Craig right now is basically like, he's a darker James Bond. It's darker. It's different. It's, that's that's basically the same as Henry Cavill Superman. Very similar. I agree.
1: I agree. I mean, we're going to have a debate, which we're not. I like Daniel Craig's better than Sean Connery, but... I do too,
0: but I understand why Sean Connery is considered James Bond, because I think it just plays for that time. The Daniel Craig movies play to me more. It's what it's my my time. Anyways, that's I think that this it's just two different areas. And I think Henry Cavill does a great job. We've got to an episode where we. Uh, at one point, there we're going to get fucking. Um, oh my god! Uh, oh my god! What's his name? Crazy bastard! Raising Arizona and
1: Nicholas Cage.
0: Yeah, Nicholas Cage was going to be in a Superman. He was going to play Superman at one time.
1: You know, audience, early onset dementia is nothing to laugh at.
0: No, it isn't. And I probably <laughs> have it. <laughs> Actually, I was no, in five five meetings today on Zoom. My head is just toast.
1: I yeah, So i've bad. been
0: on, I've been on the I've been on the computer all day. It's really hard sometimes to. Computer. I'm just messing with you, Joe.
1: No, you're right though. I'm forgetting names left and right.
0: I should probably take some privacy or something.
1: We should probably do an episode where we just we argue the the we rank the Superman, we rank the Batman, stuff right. like that. Right.
0: By the way, the show is not sponsored by Provenge, so don't buy it because I said something.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's move along. I still I, I would like your take when you watch uh, Batman versus Superman, and I know what you're going to hate because I probably hate a lot
1: of it too, but. Uh, I think you'll like certain things. All right. All right. Well, I've got the time. So maybe I'll throw it in. Maybe I'll start tonight. Yeah, why not?
0: All right. Well, you've got a couple things about awards. And then I do want to talk about the last thing uh, because I think it's pretty cool. So, Well, I mean, you know,
1: Emmy nominations came out today, which normally this might not be completely our thing. I mean, in past years, yeah, we'd probably see lots of nominations for uh, Game of Thrones. That kind of thing. HBO kind of sw- would sweep the board with them, Um, but really a lot of genre selections this year, and I was kind of surprised. I mean, HBO did again try to sweep the board. Now they haven't won yet, but twenty-six nominations over nineteen different categories for right. Watchmen. Did you see it? No. So now I have to. Oh,
0: God! Oh, now because it's award. I told you a fucking year ago to watch this, yeah, and now because so some,
1: some award people around there, are you going to yeah. watch it? I had already if we go back and listen to the episodes. I had already said it's something I need to check out, and I said at the <laughs> time I am a huge, huge fan of Regina King. I know you did. And the thing that so, always stopped me was the fact that Damon Lindelhoff touched this. Oh, that's right. You have a yes. Yeah, so you gotta have a. You gotta can't open yourself Lindelof. up. He ruins everything. You know, he didn't ruin this. Because it's phenomenal. even a broken clock's right twice a day.
0: (laughs) Well, he he hit the hell of a clock on this one. No pun intended.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad to see genre television is is doing well. Obviously, Watchmen, you know, best of the lot as far as nominations right now. I mean, we're talking nominations for Outstanding Limited Series, Outstanding Writing for Limited Series, uh, Best Lead Actor for Jeremy Irons, and once again, I just mentioned her best lead actress, Regina King, who I think she's going to win it. I
0: don't know who's, who she's up again, but I think she'll win it for this. This is a very, boy. this is fun. Not funny. This is um, definitely not funny. Funny is in strange or, or ironic that this came out prior to all the police brutality, nastiness uh, that happened. Um, that's happening now and happened in, uh, in the last few months. Um, Floyd and everything else. This this came prior to prior to that, Um, and it touches the subject. It It touches the subject, and uh, it's it's really timely. Like it's it's so good. It's so good. It's good, but it's also very heavy. Like it's hard. It's it's hard to watch. Very what heavy. Uh, It's like we were talking about prior to the podcast with with Ozark. I I can't just watch it because I don't feel good watching it. So I don't want to watch it anymore. (laughs) Because it's such bad people.
1: Oh, I know it's not part of this episode, but when we do watch Ozark, it's usually not more than an episode or two at a time because it's just you can't watch several episodes in a row because then you just feel awful. Right, and I'm, there's so much going on right now that's not the kind
0: of awful I want to feel. I, I that's sure. why I, I feel like other things. But you should definitely watch this, and we should um, talk about it again when you do. Maybe I'll watch
1: it again. I'll watch it. I mean, like I said, I love Regina King. Yes. Putting Damon Little off aside, Ugh. but like you right. like you already referenced, there's already you know it kind of ties into the now with police brutality and protests and whatnot. And I, I believe they uh, there's some kind of relation to the destruction of Black Wall Street, right? So, yeah. yeah, um, just want to go over real quick. I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll touch on the next one because it's Star Wars related, but I just want to touch on so. I'm not going to go over all the Emmy uh, nominations, but I do want to highlight. So for an outstanding drama series, Mm -hmm. Hangman's Tale, that's obviously dystopian sci-fi, so that fits with us. The Mandalorian, Stranger Things, they were nominated. Like, again, I'm just covering the genre stuff. Outstanding limited series, we just mentioned Watchmen. Mm -hmm. Um, Comedy, not really anything that's uh, geek. But our outstanding lead actor, we have Jeremy Irons for Watchmen. Hugh Jackman for Which bad. Don, Age, Don, Don Johnson
0: hot. should have had a, a, a supporting, I think, for Watchmen. He was fucking great in. At... Who's that? Don Johnson. in Watchmen? Yeah, he's great.
1: Well. Wow. So, yeah, um Outstanding Lead Actress actress, we have Regina King for Watchmen. But yep. also interesting is outstanding supporting actor, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, for Moth Gideon. Well, actually, I'm sorry. That was drama series. He's in that he's nominated for Better Call Saul, as an outstanding guest actor. Yes, yes. Moth Gideon. Right, and you know, I don't know what the Mandalorian will garner in terms of wins,
0: but I would probably the only thing if I had to put money on anything or if I lost a finger, if I lo- you know, if I wasn't right, it would be visual effects. They'll win it because they created a whole new thing, right? That's Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, so should 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 win uh, outstanding visual effects because, like I said, it created a whole new just like much like Lucas did. It, it created the the whole video panel thing and changed changed it.
1: Yep, Mandalorian no, as uh, well as Joe has noted, it's been nominated for outstanding VFX. It got twelve or it got thirteen. Or I'm sorry, nominations in thirteen different categories, one of which is outstanding drama. They got one for dramatic score. Like I said, outstanding guest actor Giancarlo Esposito, who, you know, if you watched Breaking Bad or any of well, he was also Breaking the, Bad. the, the uh, antagonist and do the right thing, wasn't
0: he? When I first saw him, he, he's been I've watched him. He's good in everything he does. I have never seen him play act poorly. I mean, he's... If
1: I would, if I could be an actor, I, I'd like to be like him. He's amazing. Honestly, they should just. Give Giancarlo and Regina Kings a show and let them do whatever they want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no kidding.
1: No kidding. it's anyway, so good. I, I, like I said, I don't want to go over all the nominations, but I just it's good to see that genre television, like especially Watchmen, which I have to watch it, but Mandalorian, which we both loved. It's the one thing on Star Wars this year we agreed about. Yeah. Was the Mandalorian and how fantastic it was. So, I agree with you. Uh, outstanding visual effects. I don't know. I don't know how it's not a lock.
0: Yeah, this should be a lock. Maybe score, but we'll see. Um, the score is great. Did you get a chance to watch any of the making of Mandalorian stuff? I have not yet. Okay, you should watch that too before the MAs maybe. So yeah. Well, before we get too far, so speaking of Star Wars series, there is a rumor that that's popped up that uh, Disney plus may bring out either one or two series based on solo. One might be a Lando show and the other might be a continuation of the solo film and get into like the um, Crimson Dawn and all those thugs and the huts and the bounty hunters and things like that. Um, which would be cool. Right. And, and Alden Ehrenreich. Um, hey, I got it right this time. Prevision's working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alden is, and he did hint at it because they were interviewing him for uh, Brave New World and he was, he kind of danced around it uh, a little bit and and I just hope that, you know, it's good that things come around after a while. I think it just people just didn't give it a shot because of everything else that was going on in Star Wars and what happened and and you know what this just might be like not only did they move movies out another year, so now we're going to be two more years before we see anything in the film industry, but you know what, I almost don't even care about films now. It's like just grow this Disney Plus Star Wars world and I don't need a film. I don't need any more big films. I don't I don't want that pressure
1: and then all that bullshit that goes with it. You know? Give me just, get just some good small stories. This podcast is still around in a couple three years. So I hope so. Where yeah. are you going? Well, I'm not I don't plan on going anywhere, but that's not my decision. <laughs> I'm just saying when the next <laughs> movie comes out and you start decision. speaking out about it. I want to. Uh, I want to hear. I want to play that snippet where Joe said, "I don't oh. even need a Star Wars film."
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no.
1: If, if if they continually do good things here,
0: what I don't like is I don't like all this pressure because then you go see the movie and everybody argues over it. And like, like I don't want the negativity. Um, I'm always going to be geeked for a movie that comes out for sure. I know. I'm but, just messing with you. But you're right. I mean, I. I mean, but if they do stuff like Mandalorian and then you do Solo, and like, and it's not so pitch perfect that it's got to be so perfect that you you know you're you know it's kind of like i don't know how the world has gotten this way um in the last 10 years but i feel like there's no middle ground for anybody it's either love this or that or you know black or white and
1: just no there's no middle anything anymore which sucks i'm definitely guilty of that i think i've mentioned this before when i heard brett ratner was doing the third x-men film way back when I I shut down. I didn't bother looking to see anything about it because I'm like, oh, he is shit. He's an awful director. We're he, going to be crap. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm one of those people, you know, I read all the spoilers, I read yep. everything for myself, and then I go see the films. Yep. And I did none of that because I literally did not care. And then I won tickets to go see it at a, a showing before it came out. And it, it's not the best X-Men film by far, but it was it was actually much better than I expected it to be. So there's something to be said by removing bias completely. And I am, I am a walking example of that.
0: <laughs> you got to give it a shot. And, and this is me looking at the Star Trek animation going, no,
1: without, you know, I'm being
0: biased as well. I mean, we all are. <laughs> we are certain, so we all do anime.
1: it. We all do it. Let me, um, let me just say this though. Um, Orlando show, I'd be interested. Um, especially, I mean, Okay, not especially. Only, only if they got Donald to do
0: it. Oh yeah, you can't do it without him. You can't. Yeah. I don't want a third Lando. There's
1: no way. Oh, Okay. That's okay. So if they bring him in back, him back, yes, I would watch that because I loved his swagger. He was fantastic. For sure. Yeah. No. Like you. Yeah. There's
0: no. There's no way you can um do it without without him. That would be blasphemy.
1: Correct. Pure blasphemy. Um, I agree, hundred percent. So once again, we agree on something Star Wars related. This is nice, um,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> well, also it's
1: kind of hard to to argue that fact, you know. I agree. I agree. Agree. Now, it's well established. I won't go into it again because I've said it many times. I loved Solo. I know it's not many. Pe- I think I even like Solo better than you did. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I like I like it a lot. I watch it all the time. Okay. I love it. I I put it up there. I think it's better than. Uh, well, we won't get into this discussion again. But I really, really like Solo. So I and I have to admit, I liked his take on on uh, Han Solo. I liked it. I mean, it's not Harrison Ford Ford, but he wasn't really trying to be. He was just trying to capture the swagger of Han Solo, and I thought he did. Yeah, he's he's fine.
0: So, so I, I hope they bring it back. I, I hope they do something. Even if it's like cameo stuff, and it's not that doesn't be a Han solo series. It could be the whole bounty hunter and smuggler series, right? Like smugglers and there's other smugglers and Han's in it for a little bit, and I don't know. And Lando's in it. I don't it know. For maybe there's now. a maybe there maybe there'll be a spin-off and there'll be a young Dr. Aphra or something around there too.
1: I'm all for it. If they bring him back in any way, shape, or form as solo. I'm there. I loved it. I, I would watch yeah. that.
0: So yeah, me too. Hopefully that happens. We'll see. I get. I don't trust. You know, I, half of me thinks they just do this. They throw this shit out there so that it just keeps Star Wars in the news because they're not doing anything, and they're trying right. to just see what people say. And like, oh, okay, I guess we can do it. And um, right now, I don't have. If I if I don't see names attached to it, like you know, Filoni or Favreau involved, then. I, I'm not going to believe, like, I just don't know. Like, let's see. Cause I haven't heard anything about Kennedy. If she's still with the company or not, they're very really quiet. Um, the only thing I've ever heard out of star Wars in the last five, six months is this is pushback. That's pushback. This is pushback. That's pushback. Um, so makes sense. Yeah. Uh, some, yes, some no. Like why did you push back the books? What the, what, what the fuck do you need to push that back that for?
1: Why? Well, I think that's because any kind of shows or anything that they've probably got developed behind them or are working on, they have to come out in a certain order. I'm Lucasfilm has got to have a massive plan for this rollout. And it's probably all time based. This see drops, I then
0: think this they, drops, then this drops. I think they could have had the High Republic out. That does not going to do anything. I read a book. You know, it's a book.
1: Yeah, but like I said. Uh, that book probably leads into an animated show which leads into a live action show so it's all connected that's why it's possible
0: but but get the book out there because the book will put it in people's minds you don't you don't have
1: to do anything but have them read i'm sure they have some kind of market research that says you know a book is in the memory the consciousness of the public for x number of weeks so therefore you know, this is the same this is
0: it. the same public research they found like let's put solo out f- uh, 5 months you know after the most controversial
1: Star Wars <laughs> film ever made. That's, that's what they told them. Right. Um, hey, who knows? I'm just saying that's my guess, and that's why they're, they've pushed it all back, because they've got some kind of staggered multimedia release, and it's all contingent on each other. It yeah. has to be.
0: Well, we shall see. I, I mean, I have
1: – my
0: faith in it right now is not very strong. Um, in the High Republic? I, I, no, no, in anything right now other than The Mandalorian and – Maybe uh, Bad Batch because it's all done by the the two people that know what they're doing. Um, but anything like where's the Ryan Johnson? They they didn't kill that sequel yet. Like, just tell me, you know. Well, by the way, Avatar's pushed back too, so you're screwed there because I told you not going to get all your movies.
1: I don't know why they pushed um, that back because what they're putting what Mulan in the place, which that might not be well, because a, nobody will gonna... go to the theater. That's why. Oh stop. <laughs> No, nobody's.
0: No, I meant as in because of COVID, not because I said nobody's going to the theater. Oh, yeah, guys, well, I why. Get why
1: they move more on, but move on. But I mean, things hopefully by December twenty twenty one should be fine, so we could see Avatar. I mean, come on, it's been ten years. No,
0: it's not, it's not going to
1: happen this year. We'll get a whole year.
0: Ugh. Why a whole, mean, why, whole year? why not? Why not till summer? Because something's wrong with it. That's why. Yeah so we'll see. yeah I've got no I, I couldn't find any news on Kathleen Kennedy's so like I keep hearing all the, the rumors and stuff that she's gone but right. not this time we shall see so yeah there's the week right that's the weekend geek that's the week weekend geek there we go so that being said if you guys so Michael's gonna put up a poll And when he should watch, which version he should watch of uh, Justice League after he watches Batman vs. Superman. And and where can they find this poll, Michael?
1: You're going to find it on our Facebook group, KyberCast.
0: Look us up there. Um, If you could please share this podcast with your friends, family, and enemy, if you hate it, send it to them too. We would appreciate it. That helps uh, move us a little bit forward. Um, Other than that, Michael, anything else?
1: You can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. Look for KyberCast or The KyberCast, and as I just said, we now have a Facebook group where we're trying to make it a little bit more interactive. That's all I got, Joe. Awesome. Thanks for listening, folks. We will see you soon. I have
0: spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.